Welcome to the Manager Tools Podcast. Today's topic, the optional upgrade to the feedback model. everyone, this is Mike, and welcome back to Manager Tools. First, a couple, I hope, quick announcements. First, thanks to many of you, Manager Tools has been nominated again this year for both the People's Choice and the Best Business Podcast for the Podcast Awards. We're both honored and humbled, and thank you for such great support. Unfortunately, it's not over, though, so voting is going on now at podcastawards.com, and unlike during the nomination process, you can vote once every 24 hours until August 11th. So please do go and cast your vote for manager tools. As always, your support is very much appreciated. Second, as many of you know already, we finally launched our premium product. We've waited a long time for this and we're absolutely thrilled to have this out there. I could spend a long time talking about this, but I will spare you a long sales pitch. Well, at least for now. Suffice it to say, it's available now and we have a special bonus for those signing up early. And you can find more about it on the website. Mark and I will do a special podcast focused on this soon. One of those skip it and not miss anything podcast if you're not interested type of podcast. I would like to make one key point here so there are no misunderstandings. Yes, we have premium content. And yes, we're charging for it. But for those of you who can't afford it or simply don't want to pay for it, nothing, I repeat again, nothing changes. We'll still, we'll still do the weekly podcast, we'll still do the members-only cast, and they'll continue to be absolutely free forever. Nothing changes there. But if you want more, you'll want to look at the premium content. All right, that's it. End of pitch. So on to today's cast. Today's cast discusses a modification to the fourth step of the feedback model. And we thought we'd kick off our third year, yeah, three years now, coming up, of CAS with an update to the most frequently used manager tool of them all, the feedback model. If you're giving adjusting feedback, the fourth step, as you know, plays a crucial role. The purpose of feedback is to encourage effective behavior, and that means that feedback is not about what just happened, but rather about future behavior. Now, we hope we don't have to tell you that it's never been about punishment or blame or fault or a lesson or quote-unquote education. But what do you do when you have some directs who stumble when you ask them to come up with some more effective future behaviors, i.e. step four? Well, we found that there are some situations where what can you differently can be good, but a different formulation can be even more effective. We'll tell you how here in our first cast of the third year and in year one of premium content at Manager Tools. And as always, when we occur to a topic, we encourage you to re-listen to the feedback cast. If you haven't listened to those casts and or aren't familiar with the Manager Tools effective feedback model, this cast will be nearly impossible to understand. So please learn about the feedback model first before I listen to this. So if you've done that, let's get on with it. So we're changing the feedback model, huh? I, th- I thought it was perfect. It is. Uh, is what? The feedback model. Not it was. It is. Is what? It's, it's perfect. <laughs> I'm confused. News indeed. You're confused. Uh, dude, 
Uh, I can tell you that while communicating is what the listener does, it is still <laughs> the speaker's responsibility to ensure that the message gets across. And uh, and your point, smart guy? You haven't got your message across. Oh, but it was fun while it lasted. <laughs> <laughs> you said you thought the feedback model was perfect. I simply try to correct you that it is perfect. Thus proving my point that you have to be wrong because this cast is about changing the model. Ah, okay. Maybe the model, insofar as all models are limited in this way, is not perfect. No model is perfect. One of my favorite paintings is one of some pipes, and it is titled, These Are Not Pipes, because a painting of pipes isn't pipes, any more than the model of feedback is not feedback. Um, yeah, a painting of pipes is just a representation of them. The map is not the territory, so to speak. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> we agree. We're changing the model because it's not perfect. No, we're not changing the model. We're simply suggesting a different fourth step for those who are adept at handling the model. Okay. Well, I think a lot of our listeners are probably wondering if you've been smoking from a piper, <laughs> what, what's in that pipe. But I, but I can see what you're trying to say. The model is four steps designed to encourage effective behavior. And those four steps are, as we like to say, necessary and sufficient. Yes. And there are times when one of the steps can be modified slightly to be even more effective and encouraging effective behavior, which is the reason we're talking about all this anyway. You said it better than I did, I think. We now know who the better communicator is. No. Who's on first? Not in this cast, what's up first? <laughs> and now he switches to the batting order. Um, anyway, here are the cast basics. We'll start with an important caveat. Then we're going to describe the modification we're talking about, and then we're going to decide how to use it. So if you want three words, it's caveat, change, application. Great. Okay. Caveat, change, application. Let's start with caveat. Okay. It's a simple one, but it has a lot of rationale behind it that I want to explain. Um, the fundamental caveat is this change is not for beginner users of the model. If you're just starting out with a model, don't do this yet. Yeah. Maybe what we ought to say, though, is if you haven't been giving feedback for a year, don't try it yet. I, mean, I, I think it takes a while to get comfortable with a model, to use it so regularly that it's second nature. Kind of like, you know, I pledge allegiance. Yeah, I pledge allegiance to the flag. Exactly right. Um, that's, I think you're right. I think that's a very good benchmark, a year. I think plenty of folks think they've been doing it a lot when they do it for three months, but they really probably been doing feedback only once a week. But if you've been doing it for a year, if you feel like you are a feedback model using manager who've been working on it for a year, I think it's likely that what we want to have happened in terms of ex the definition of experience has happened. So yes, good, good, uh, um, good benchmark for people a year. Yeah. And, and you said there's some good reasons for holding off on trying this. Yeah. I think there are three really good reasons to hold off. First, having to make a choice when giving the model really can sh slow you down significantly. Um, look, the purpose of the model is to lower the bar. One of the purposes of the model, the reason the four steps exist that we share a, a, the words to use um, is to help lower the bar for giving feedback. The vast majority of employees don't get coached because the person most likely to coach them, their boss, of course, their manager, who we're talking to, the boss knows they need help, but when she sits down to figure out how to do it, she feels like it's a big task and she doesn't really know what to do and she puts it aside. 
Uh, and so the employee, the direct, doesn't get coached. Um, it's the same thing with feedback. Managers are already hesitant. They fear that they're creating conflict. They fear employee resentment. They worry about retention and turnover just for giving somebody some simple feedback. And so they wait too long. Um, and if you put all that fear, creating conflict and retention issues and so on, if you put all that together with not knowing a way to do it, not having a how, nobody having taught it in business school or graduate school or anywhere else, if you don't have a way to do it, uh, it just doesn't happen. So the four-step model, the feedback model, is a way for managers to memorize a process. That's the, the how of it, the process part of it, okay? So the, the, so, so the process can become second nature. Um, if, if the process becomes second nature, if, if you feel about it the way you feel about, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, blah, 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 blah. Sorry for your international listeners, but every kid in America learns the Pledge of Allegiance, and you can say it by heart. If I start saying I pledge allegiance, Everyone can finish that sentence, even though they may not have given the Pledge of Allegiance in years and years and years and years and years. Um, if it becomes second nature like that, if you forget about it, if it's like tying your shoes, then you can then focus on the content, what the employee did. And there's no longer a barrier for you to give feedback on the process side. How do I do this thing? I know what they did wrong, but I don't know how to actually give the feedback. And again, if you put that that how barrier together with the conflict barrier, too many managers just don't give feedback and they wait until they have a formal process to protect them from recriminations to do it. And that's in the annual review. And that's why everybody hates annual reviews as well. So adding a change which causes the manager to have to think differently about step four, or really any change that causes the manager to have yes. to think about the process, the model, the steps, that's not a good idea unless you're experienced. Yeah, it's just like it's like throwing extra sentences and extra words into something that you're that you've memorized in order to get good at it. Um if you're not having a pledge of allegiance moment when you deliver the model, if you're still getting a bit nervous, if you're not following it without even thinking. Right where the words come out, and maybe they're not the perfect words, but the model is there very clearly because you don't even have to think about it anymore because you're so natural. Then don't try this modification at home, as the old story goes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, what's the second reason for the caveat? Look, fundamentally, the original way is always going to be more powerful overall. This probably goes without saying, but the original way works in all situations with all people of all abilities. You don't have to change the model for it to be highly effective. Not everyone will use this change one year after they match the original model. They're going to say, you know what? I got the model. I'm comfortable with it. I'm going to ask people, what can you do differently? Um, It's working. Why change it? Exactly. Yeah. This is for some managers who feel truly comfortable and can easily see the application to their folks. It doesn't make for better feedback in every case. The original model works fine. Yeah, this is much like I think some of the caveats we gave when we talked about using the DISC model when giving feedback. If you understand somebody's DISC profile, you can give more effective feedback. It's not required. It requires more thought um, and not wise to do unless you're already comfortable with the original model, which works just fine. Yes, Exactly. Good. Okay. Yeah, and and that's what, you know, I think a lot of people, I had one person say to me, so is it just one-on-ones, feedback, and coaching? I say, call me in a year after you think you're good at them, and I'll give you step two in each one of those things. Um, So this this is like a master's in feedback. Yeah, and this is what professionals do. They get a tool, 
They learn the basics of the tool. They work with the tool. The, the working with the tool initially improves their performance and their results. And then they realize that they're interacting with the tool itself. That makes them more effective. And it's time to subtly change things to become even more effective. You mean we, 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 we implement things and then we refine and get better? Oh, mm. yeah. Amazing. It's, yeah. I was reading an article recently uh, about golf clubs. And, you know, you could buy golf clubs off the rack or now you can get them all custom made and so on. And so you go out and you play with regular old clubs. And then after a while, you, um, you can modify them. And then you get a totally custom set. Uh, right. And you start changing individual degrees on individual clubs. Um, and that's what professionals do when they're using their tools. Right. And, and this is an example of that. Yeah. And that's what you've done with your golf clubs. And I'm still using the original, you know, bottom uh, line well, off, maybe. <laughs> off the shelf <laughs> clubs. Okay. So, and the, then we had a third and final caveat. Yeah. Look, in, in the application portion, when we talk about how, when to use this and how to think about using it, we really only give a rough estimate of how to decide whom and how to apply the change to. Uh, it's not purely a math equation. We're going to talk about breaking your folks up into thirds. Um, and if you think of it just being thirds, that could cause you to decrease the effectiveness of your feedback in some situation. So we want to urge a bit of caution about applying it injudiciously and saying, oh, well, my top third, I'm going to do it this way. My bottom third, I'm going to do it this way. My middle third, I'm going to do it that way. That's not exactly true. Um, so the caveat is we have a rough idea, but this is only for somebody, we, we suggest a rough idea, but it's only for somebody who's experienced who can think the way we ask you to think when thinking when when applying the model. Okay. Now it seems we've done away with all the caveats. All of them seem right. to make sense. So please now can we have the model modification? <laughs> I think <laughs> yeah, I think there are plenty of folks I bet who thought this would never happen. And now maybe they're a little excited. Uh yeah. Okay. Good. Uh here it is in a nutshell. In some situations, which we'll describe in a minute, you can with the caveats above in mind, substitute the question, can you do this differently? We're talking about step four now. Can you do this differently? For the original models, what can you do differently? Hmm. The difference there is that with the original question, yes. you're asking them to come up with a new behavior. And here you're not. Because it's their behavior, and they're the ones controlling it. Yes. And if they control it, they're more likely to implement an idea of their own. Exactly. Better than the idea we foist upon them. Yeah, even if we think we're smarter. And oh my gosh, do we as managers think we're smarter? Wow. <laughs> we are, of course. Wow. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's how we got the job, right? That's exactly right, right? It's all about intellect. Um, even if we think we're smarter, them coming up with a new behavior is almost always better than us making a suggestion. Okay, and I get that this is an important step, having them own their behavior in part because they own the idea for it. Right. If they come up with the idea, they're much more likely to implement it. Yes, you're right. So why now recommend that we don't keep that key part of the model? <laughs> yeah, it's a good, it's a great, that, that's the crux of the question. Obviously, you're right. Uh, you led me down the, the path, so to speak. Well, first, remember the caveats. This isn't for everybody, okay? We started with the caveats because if you just make this change, if you just start winging it, if you say, okay, now they say that the model isn't what can you do differently, it's can you do it differently. Um, I believe for most managers, they're going to lower their effectiveness with the model. We only recommend this for the experienced manager who has moved past thinking about the process. They've got the bar set very low to giving feedback because they know the process. They have the ability, after frequent and long use, to think about subtleties in the application. When you do get that ability, there are times, not always, but there are times, 
um, again, with those who really know the original model, um, when asking can rather than what can you, um, can get you all the value of the old model with less time. Ah, so part of this is about time. Yeah, it is. It really is. Um, in fact, that's that's kind of how I learned it. But but I want to come to that in a second. Uh, time is the reason that started this subtle change that I discovered. Um, but I want to make sure I make the first point, though, that I'm kind of stumbling over. In some cases, you can ask, can you do it differently? Can you do that last thing that you messed up? Can you do that differently rather than what you would do? What would you do differently? Because the recipient knows that they will own the future behavior. They know they're responsible for it. If they've been a repeated recipient of the model, they understand the model. They know why the model works and what it's for. Either that's because it, the, the reason you can, you can substitute, can you do that differently? Either that's because they don't need to give you the details. You trust them, right? That would usually be a top performer, right? Right. Or you want to make the feedback situation as quick as you can. And you either believe that some other new behavior is pretty clear, pretty obvious, you know, if you're late, be on time. Or perhaps you just don't want to engage in what can be the long part of the feedback model, which is the direct coming back with different future behaviors, maybe not all of them right. Right. And now you're touching on the, t on the time issue. Yeah. That, that's really the reason I came up with this change. Um, okay. But let's make clear that part of the value of the model is it can make a feedback session really into a feedback moment rather than so many managers having a five minute conversation after asking someone, would you please come to my office and having people thinking that they're about to get fired? Um, you can turn a session into a moment. It's 10 seconds and, and, and 10 seconds. If that, um, it was just like you were in my epiphany at the DC meetup. Do you remember? Oh yeah. Absolutely. I, I leaned over, I'm sitting next to a guy at dinner and I'm trying to give, I, I know we've talked about this on air before, but, um, I lean over next to a guy to show them the kind of casualness, the kind of relaxedness, the kind of, this is no big deal. This is breathing. It's not holding your breath. And a person who gets feedback a lot from me won't mind a little quiet feedback in the rear. And I just lean over and say, Hey Bob, can I give you some feedback when you come all this way? It means a lot to me. Thanks. And it took five Five seconds, and it was said out of the corner of my mouth to the guy's ear, leaning over to him at a dinner in, in what amounts to a public space. But of course, I'm not talking, I'm not giving him the feedback in public. It's not in private, but it's not in public either. Um, and people in that meeting were just stunned that feedback could be made to be so relaxed and so casual. Yeah, I remember it very, very well. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that gets us to the whole breathing concept, which we don't have time to do today, but we, you know, but folks need to go back and listen to the original cast and remind right. themselves of that core message. Feedback yeah, should be like breathing. Yes. Right. Good reminder. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and by the way, and, and the, the only plug I'll make here and, and the availability of premium content makes that a whole lot easier now. Oh, yes. In fact, it does. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I started using this modification across the board. I changed and I said, you know, I can, I can make feedback even more quick. This is with my directs who get feedback from me all the time. They know the model. They're comfortable with the model. We, we're over the hump, so to speak. And I started using it across the board as a way to reduce time. I figured everybody would get it. And I was trusting that they knew that if they didn't get the right behavior, in other words, I wasn't going to necessarily ask them for the behavior um, because I trusted that if they got it wrong, um, they were just going to get more feedback anyway. And again, no big deal. It's just feedback. It's obvious where the time benefit comes in, though. 
you know, positive feedback doesn't have that interactive fourth step. You know, you, you can literally be done in five seconds, really. Right. When you give adjusting or negative feedback, though, you lose control of the discussion sometimes when you ask the direct for what they can do differently. Right. Their answer may be brief or spot on, or it may be long, or they may even push back. In this right. case, and this changed the model, you ask, can you versus what can you do differently? You get a yes, and you're done. You're done. It, it does. It absolutely gives you that opportunity to be done with negative feedback very, very quickly. And, you, and, and again, you don't lose that control. And, and that's where I learned the key to this modification is really in its application. Okay. But before we talk application, let's be clear. The change we're recommending is that in some situations, not all, in some situations, for those who are experienced users of the model, it can be very effective to change that fourth step to can you do something differently versus what you can do differently. Exactly. Yes. Okay. And the loss of the direct being accountable on the spot for the different behavior is more than offset by the gain in time. Or at least it can be assumed that there's going to be more effective behavior in the future. Exactly. Perfect. Okay. All right. So now the application. Okay, here it is, and it might be a bit surprising. I found, after delivering the model with this change, that it worked best on my best performers and on my worst performers. Uh, I'm not sure that makes any sense at all. <laughs> Help me understand. Um, it didn't to me. I mean, I applied it across the board, and I got different results, and I started paying attention, and, and uh, I really thought about it. Um, and to some degree, it's like, well, who cared what the theory, you know, what the theory, whether the theory makes sense or not. I had data to suggest that the application, certain applications were going to remind me, Ronald Reagan once said that an econ that one definition of an economist is somebody who sees something in, happen in practice that works and wonders if it will work in theory. <laughs> right. Um, okay. Look, here, here's the reason or reasons for top performers. I found you can trust that they know what they need to do differently or that they'll figure it out. They love this. They don't need to have to be told. They don't have to tell you out loud what they're going to do differently. They get it. They're on top of it and they're already moving on. Yeah. And, and explaining and this, exactly what they're going to do differently is, is for these folks is, is demeaning in some, in some way. Uh, it can be, it can be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yes, exactly. Okay. For bottom performers though, the reason it works better is that it saves time. It saves time when you don't want a protracted discussion, or if you don't want to debate about what was right or what was wrong. So, for top performers, it's not so much about saving time; it's about trust. Although you obviously do save time, and for right. bottom performers, it's about time and less conflict. Uh, again, perfect. Yes. Okay. What what guidance do we have for deciding who's at the top or the bottom? Of right. The performance um, chain here. I, obviously. We're going to defer to managers. We trust managers. Um, they need to decide for themselves who their top performers and bottom performers are. But for a guideline, think of it this way. Divide your directs into thirds, your top performers, your steady middle, and your bottom performers. And that may, be, may not be exactly thirds, but I think people get what we're saying. For your top performers, ask yourself this. Which of them repeatedly come up quickly with better behaviors, so much so that you think of them as a done deal when you give them feedback? No worries. Piece of cake. I love that word, cake. Um, those you can try this modification on. For bottom performers, think about those who make the feedback session into more than moments too often. In other words, they take something that you want to spend a moment on and they turn it into a session. 
Right, right. Okay? They push back. They argue over details. They explain why they did it that way. They say you can't make them, whatever the case might be. And I suspect people, there are managers right now all over the world going, yes, I know exactly who he's talking about. Yes. That's John. That's Robert. That's Shelley. Whomever. Okay? Those are the ones you may want to save time with. And rather than asking them what they would do, thereby losing control of the conversation, you simply say, can you do it differently? They say yes, and you're done. And of course, if next time they do it differently, great, give them positive feedback. And if they do it the same way again, then of course, you give them more adjusting feedback. Yeah, this this is kind of a a way to get past those moments, minutes, (laughs) hours of defensiveness so yes. They can work on one recovery from the embarrassment of having done something wrong, and then two start determining what they're going to do differently. And what we're doing is really reducing the minutes of embarrassment, so that defensiveness itself doesn't become the issue or a barrier to behavior change. I have a good friend in Atlanta who is a manager, and when I suggested this change, he said, "Oh, he says I I know exactly what I'm going to do." I'm going to start using, can you do the things differently to my top performers? And people are going to see it and wonder why I'm asking a different question to them. And they're going to come to me and say, I want to be asked, you know, for the bottom performers say, I want to be asked that question. And the managers say, that'd be fine. I'll ask you that question. Secretly thinking to himself, that'll save me a whole bunch of time than engaging in debate every time I give you a little bit of feedback that I don't think is a big deal anyway. Um, I I don't recommend that. We don't need to be that Machiavellian or that strategically uh, careful. Um, I just I think this is a good consideration um, to have when you're thinking about how to be a little bit more quick, how to recognize those top performers, and how to be reducing the amount of conflict, as you say, um, and the defensiveness for those folks who may struggle with the feedback model at times. Good. Okay. What, what about the middle performer who gives a lot of pushback? Okay. Two two thoughts here. Um, yes, you can use that this modification. You can modify the model on that direct. No problem. The issue isn't so much where they are as performers. We provide that as a guideline to help you think about who you might apply this with, but rather what their behavior is in response to feedback and you avoiding a time-wasting session as opposed to a beneficial moment, okay? My second thought, though, is that some managers, so in other words, the answer is, yeah, you can. If you've got somebody in the middle who pushed back a lot, they're, they're in your solid middle, they're a good performer, but not a great performer, but they push back a lot, sure, use this modification to reduce that sense of pushback. But, again, we go back to a caveat. My thought now is that some managers, hearing what we just said, will start to loosely apply this change, because basically what we've just said is there are three-thirds and you can use it on all three-thirds, right? Um Um, they will start applying it with less than great results. And the reason I say that is they will say, well, a lot of my folks are having trouble with the model. They're having issues with the model. This is probably from a manager who hasn't spent a year, who doesn't think of it like the Pledge of Allegiance, who doesn't do it in her sleep, so on. Okay. So they start using the modified version because folks are having issues with the model and there's a lot of defensiveness. And unfortunately, in my experience, Managers who have lots of people having trouble with the model don't have a problem with their directs. It's they themselves that have the problem. And it's probably with how they're delivering feedback with the model. Either they're too direct or they're always negative or there's a, there's a tone that says this is not like breathing. It is absolutely hold your breath. You're in trouble. Uh, it's not casual enough. There's not enough positive feedback. Feedback only is negative, for instance. In other words, 
Making the change to asking, going from what can you do differently to can you do that differently isn't going to help them very much because people just don't like the model. And it's actually, that, that's not true. People just don't like getting feedback from you, Mr. or Ms. Manager. And that has nothing to do with the model. You just happen to be forcing an ineffective or inefficient um, state of mind, an emotional state through a model, and you want to blame it on the model. And that's not the model's fault. It's a little bit... So... um Making this change won't help very much. It would be like putting perfume on a stink bomb. Oh, now there is a beautiful image. <laughs> yes. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. <laughs> okay. So then with with that, let's, let's recap. <laughs> okay. Um, for managers, here's the recap. And it's we've got a couple of sentences here. For managers experience with the feedback model, say one year, we recommend considering a change to asking in some situation in the fourth step can you do this differently? Gets you a different answer for your top or bottom performers in order to either save time or to reduce potential conflict. Just an addition, just a potential modification for those managers who are good and want to perhaps take the feedback model to the next level. Man, for you, that was pretty brief. Uh, I don't know. Third base. Third base. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, folks. Our apologies to Abbott and Costello fans. We try. What can I say? And believe it or not, there isn't a second part waiting on the wings here. One show, one topic. I know many of you will appreciate that one. So, until next week then, so long. So long.